Ladies and gentlemen, there is an old joke which says that PhD stands for piled higher and deeper. That would be the language used by our professors and our phonies everywhere. One sort of excess piled on top of a different kind of flim-flam until you get a barbaric English that enlightens no one and helps no one. Indeed, quite the opposite. Jargon wastes time and kills intellectual progress. All jargon and substandard usage serve a broader purpose of protecting all of the other undesirable stuff. In other words, jargon is camouflage for everything we don't want. One type of jargon is basically putting on airs, a form of bragging as when you have a very expensive car to impress people. Well, that's all too human, so let's leave that alone. Another type of jargon which seems to be increasing daily is finally at bottom a lie. This type should be attacked and laughed at. Who could miss that Dr. Fauci used the word vaccine at least one million times when he was never referring to a vaccine? That's something that gives you a permanent immunity to a disease. There's no vaccine for the common cold, there's no vaccine for the yearly flu, and there's no vaccine for COVID-19. What a liar. Think of the contempt he feels for his audience if he can use language so sloppily. Recently, Democrats passed a Inflation Reduction Act which everyone knows will increase inflation. Maybe when someone introduces a bill like this, you should immediately propose a bill attacking the first bill on the grounds that it is illegal to lie to Congress and your constituents. More recently, Democrats are trying to pass a gender-affirming act. This means doctors can cut off breasts and male genitalia, and no one is supposed to notice that the intended gender is now exterminated, not affirmed. The gender which nature was aiming for is no longer an option. The attempted transition may turn out to be disastrous and unwelcome. What then does a young victim of this reckless policy do? One part of our society that is totally swampland is education. Professors at Harvard do not want you to know what they're actually doing, so they devise increasingly devious language. I think by now there must be hundreds of examples of unhelpful jargon. But let's concentrate on the unrivaled cluster for this kind of language. Uh, this group appeared in education many decades ago. You have about 10 phrases, all of which say the same thing, but the experts don't want you to know what the thing is. This world-class cluster goes like this. Hold word, whole language, sight words, look say, memory method, high frequency words, balanced literacy, dolce words, fry words. Now that's from memory, so I'm sure there are others. Perhaps the silliest one is balanced literacy. That's where they mix two ways as though they're somehow equal. Well, if you mix bad food with good food, that's not balancing, that's still bad. Professor Martin Kozlov, my favorite education maverick, bemoans the use of what he calls edspeak, which he defines as, open quote, unmatched twaddle, unbelievable bilge, absolutely staggering 
nonsense. Close quote. It's fun to see that some experts are fighting back. I just learned about something called the Hemingway Apt, spelled just like it sounds, which helps you to avoid dense, obscure, pretentious language. Write like Ernest. Don't be a jargon junkie. Of course, similarly, there is Grammarly, which will help you the same way. This is a highly promoted remedy to lazy, wordy English. Now, if we are going to stop the totalitarians and the Bolsheviks of all kinds, we want transparency in all aspects of our society, especially in the laws and in the common language. Every other direction leads to darkness. One article on jargon I ran into recently contains a very, very revealing thought. Open quote. Using jargon can hit historically marginalized students the hardest. Close quote. Now please ponder that. All these woke professors pretending to care about the minorities and dispossessed? Right. If you want inclusion, use language that everyone can understand or just shut up. I'm working on yet another article about jargon. To show how long this subject has aggravated me, there is an article published in 1977, which was picked up by a scholarly group in South Africa, thanks to them, U-N-I-S-A, are their letters. The 1977 title is In Praise of Stark Lucidity, How Scholarly Obscurity is Threatening Our Humanistic Values. Now, this article was actually picked up by some professors at the University of Southern California, Santa Barbara, I think, and, and included in course materials. One of my great honors when I'm carried into the university. But things have just gotten worse. Now, remember this. Your language belongs to you as much as to any of these pretenders. Don't do anything which helps them, don't do anything which helps them dumb down the language. Wage a subtle campaign in favor of total clarity. Practice the lost art of brevity. Now here's all you have to do. Anytime you don't get the meaning instantly or close to instantly, assume the writers are wrong or trying to pull off some fraud or other. Blame it on them. It's their job to communicate clearly what they want to say to you. Ask these jargon jockeys to express themselves more honestly and helpfully. Is that too much to expect? Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education. But the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. 
the result is that we have a standoff and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.